Yes, yes. Greeting, greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. And it's a blessed day, a blessed day. And I know all of you all were safe because you're here. We're going to start the, uh, after this Sunday, the second service at 10.30 instead of 10.45. The second service at 10.30 instead of 10.45. And we're going to stay like this for a while because we want to make sure we keep that distance. Amen. Sometimes it looks like we could do it and then other times it looks like we can't. But it's, uh, people are freaking out. One group is saying they don't want to wear a mask or do anything at all, right? And then you got this other group... Uh, they're scared of everything. And so we just, we gotta find a balance. You know, there's, cer there's certain masks you can wear that can keep it from two and five inches, two inches and five and all this, if we wear the mask, we can get it. The people who are spreading the virus are the people who don't wanna go by the rules. And we're gonna go by the rules, right? Yes. All right, one of the things that I've learned in life that people, you need a veteran. You remember we talked about that last week? You need to talk to the veterans because now a veteran is somebody that's been through the wars, right? That's been through something and has came out on the other end. And one of the things that really hurts in the ministry, it, well, not with y'all's pastor, but with a lot of pastors is they try to counsel in areas that they haven't been through. Well, I don't try to do that because some of you all has been through some things I don't want to go through. I don't ever want to go through that. And so what I try to do is find a veteran in the church that can talk to somebody else who's went through that. Does that make sense what I'm saying? And so and, and then one of the things you want to do is, is uh, make sure that you don't get by yourself. You see, because now people look to God, but God has people. He speaks and works through people. Isn't that right? And so when, when we're going to get into the lesson, so when he comforts us, he speaks through other people to comfort us and encourage us. Now, when you, we're going to come from John 14, 16, 25 and 26, and the Father talks to us a little bit, and we want to make sure we get this because this is one of the most important things in your life is because if you haven't been through anything, you keep living. You're going to go through something sooner or later. All right? And so Jesus, you know, sometimes we have this bed of roses type religion that makes us think that everything's going to be all right all, all the time. I don't know where that comes from. But we here are people who can deal with the truth because many of you, as I look in the audience, have been through some tough stuff. Okay? All right, listen to, and the Bible never, there's no place in it where it said we wouldn't. And so, it, but once we know that they're, they're going, God has helped us to understand that there's going to be some tough days and that we're going to need some encouragement. Here we go. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now, this is Jesus says that he's getting ready to leave, but he says, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Now, why would Jesus tell us that we would need another comforter if we wouldn't need to be comforted? So he's already telling us before he left, Jesus is already telling us there's going to be some difficult days, some days of trials and tribulations, but I will pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter. So that simply means to me when I read the Bible that I understand that there's going to be some times in my life that I'm going to need comfort. 
if I wasn't going to need comfort, then God would not have prayed to the Father to give me a comforter. Is that right? And so a lot of times when we get in church and we get mad at God from things that happen, things that are just life, things that happen, we're mad at God, and we're wondering why I go to church, I pay my tithes, I'm doing all of this, and why has this happened to me? Well, some of those things, and you all been taught in here, it's been around here a long time, some of those things are just life. Life happens, people. So that's why Jesus told us that he would pray to the Father that he would give us another comforter. So he knew that there would be some things that Johnny Fields would have to go through that he would need a comforter. Does that make sense? And he says in that, that he may abide with you forever. So we need the comforter to abide with us forever because we don't know when or what's going to happen to us further on down the road. That's one thing that I tell people all the time, and you've heard people say, I can't wait till tomorrow. And I say, ooh, you might want to wait till tomorrow because you don't know what's happening tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, but, but I need the comforter to abide with me forever so that if any situation or circumstance comes up that's going to hit me in the face, that's painful in my life, that that comforter is with me and he, he's there for me. And that is the first place I look through. You understand what I'm saying? And these things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Jesus is saying this. He's saying, I'm telling you these things while I'm here. Because pretty soon I won't be here. But he's letting them know. But it's going to be okay because God the Father is going to send you a comforter. I don't know if you want to do the word comforter or not. Just go with it if you want. Okay? Yep. Comfort is a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. Sometimes you need, you need that freedom from what? Pain. Pain. And that pain, the worst pain there is, is emotional pain. Come on here with me. Because, see, they ain't got no medication for emotional pain. And that's why a lot of people will tell you that's been in addiction. They gets in addiction, they have pain, and that emotional pain, and they can't get rid of that emotional pain, so they begin to medicate themselves. Now you've got a double trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, uh, but, so we have to turn, listen to me, we have to turn to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will comfort us and, not, and get off all that other stuff. Yeah, all right? It is also, as you are saying, the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. And so when somebody's going through grief and distress, the Holy Spirit needs to comfort them. The Holy Spirit will comfort them. When you're going through grief and distress, and many, some of you in here have experienced grief, because grief, grief can be at levels. Grief can be at, at levels and some levels that, that you don't think you're going to make it out of it. You don't think you can handle it. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the Holy Spirit is wise enough and more powerful and powerful enough to get down into your spirit and comfort your spirit. I don't know if anybody's in here, you may have had, had a, a, a broken spirit for something that's happened to you down deep into your spirit that hurt you down into, y'all say gut, but it's really your spirit, that's hurt you down into your spirit. Well, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is there for you. Okay? And the reason we teach over here like this here, because we don't want to be an unprepared person in a, a prepared place, because sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with some issues that's beyond your imagination. And when you have to deal with those things, you have to have a comforter. Well, the Holy Spirit will come and comfort you. That's why we get saved, get baptized by the Holy Spirit, and become born again. Because a lot of people, listen to me very careful, a lot of people are not born again. They can't handle it. Now, we know right now, if you look it up and you all get on, suicide rate is sky high. 
Well, the suicide rate is sky high now because life has uh, hit people in areas that they never thought they would be hit in, and they can't handle it, so they take themselves out. But us that are saved people that have the Holy Spirit in us, it's still going to hurt. Now, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It still hurts, but we look to God, the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, the comforter in our, uh, our dark days. And you're gonna, sometimes you're going to have some dark days, right? I was thinking this morning, and it, I was looking at the news this morning. I was up five, couldn't go to was five o'clock, four, sometime in there. And I turned the news on. And the sad thing about it is that, wow, it's pretty, we had a pretty good 4th of July. Only one person got killed. But that's, you tell that to that person's mother. To that person's father, brother, you see. They're going to go through something. And we had people, three people killing car wrecks. These are the things that happen. These are life things. And so sometimes we think because we're Christians, we're going to get away from that. No, we're not. Those things can happen to us just like they can happen to anybody else. And so we must be understanding that it's only the comforter that can help us in those hours. All right? And comfort is also the feeling of relief or encouragement. Sometimes I need to be encouraged. Uh, relief. And one of the reliefs is we're going to find out in here that, that is, is when you can talk to somebody else that's been through what you've been through and came victorious. The Holy Spirit leads and the Holy Spirit leads and guides you to someone that's been, and it's a relief because you look at them and say, well, if they made it through, I can make it through. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that gives you comfort. So many of you sitting in here who've been through some trials and tribulations, you are veterans now. You are veterans now, and sometimes people want to keep things a secret. Don't keep your pain and what you went through a secret. If you got through it, somebody else comes along. You can be a veteran, and you can sit down and counsel that person. The Holy Spirit can use you to help comfort that person or to encourage that person. All right? And lastly, comfort is to give strength and hope to. And sometimes, you know, when you, you, you need somebody to give you strength and hope to. Sometimes that you, you and like you may have been somebody that's been through cancer and the people didn't think we're going to make it and they became victorious through their cancer and they live 24, 25 years beyond, 20 years beyond what the doctor said that they can. That person can be an example for somebody else. Read that again. Understand what I'm talking about, okay? Comfort is to give strength. And hope to. Sometimes you're in a position that you need somebody to comfort you. The Holy Spirit will send somebody to comfort you and give you hope and give you strength. Are you with me? Yes. Because that's life. You see, if you've had a broken heart, somebody's broken your heart, whether it be a child or somebody you, uh, uh, it can be a marriage or it can be whatever relationship, then you need to talk to somebody who has been hurt and who has been bruised and has been wounded in that, and they can say, but look at me now. You see, the Holy Spirit uses people, and he can use all of us in here, because everybody in here ought to be a veteran through something. You can be 13 years old. You've been through something when you're 11. You see what I'm saying? And that's what the next message is about for the children. But here's what we're talking about today. You see, we've got to start allowing the Holy Spirit to come, because if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to comfort you, and you don't get comfort from the Spirit, you will medicate yourself. All right? 
Because one thing about it is when you are in pain of any kind, when you're in pain of any kind, we, especially in America, we don't like to deal with pain of nothing. We're so medicated up. And so, but us Christians, when we deal with pain, we know to, we know to look to the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, which Jesus promised us. There's where we look. Now, the Holy Spirit uses other people sometimes to help us. Are you, are you with me? Is this, am I doing all right? Okay. So in verse 26, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Jesus is telling us, this is Christ talking. He said, the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, which the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So sometimes in situations you go through, the Holy Spirit will take that tragedy or that thing that you went through and teach you something. You become a teacher. Once you've been taught, you become a teacher. That's what, that's what I call a veteran. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. You see, if you was going to go to war, you wouldn't want to, and you got out of boot camp, you ain't want to follow the people you got out of boot camp with. You want to look for somebody who's been through the war. You can trust in them because they've been through the trials and the tribulations of war. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. And he will bring all things to your remembrance. And, and one thing about the Holy Spirit is sometimes, and I know in my life, there's sometimes uh, a pastor feels gets to the point of saying, you know, I just begin to doubt things. I begin to doubt things. And, 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 and sometimes I kind of, is God really there? And I go through that stuff. I don't, maybe I'm the only one that's ever done that. I'm like, well, I've done this. And then the Holy Spirit brings back the remembrance of the things that God has done for me. And the Holy Spirit tells me if he took you through that, he'll take you through this. That's right. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring bring to your remembrance. What that means is the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance. Now, listen to me. Sometimes the Holy Spirit brings remembrance to me the promises of God. Well, you, ever, you understand what I'm talking about? You're going through something and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and it will bring those promises to you that God has promised you. Yes. All right? Now let's turn to 2 Corinthians 2, verse 2 through 11 from The Voice. May grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, surround you. Now this is Paul talking here. Paul's telling that, and I love that. Paul said, may grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, surround you. And sometimes when I pray, I ask God, now, uh, uh, let me tell you something, because y'all know I'm kind of a funny guy, right? Have you ever seen somebody that's been really sick and really has germs and they'll show them on TV and in a bubble? What I ask God to do sometimes in my prayer, brother, I said, God, put me in a spiritual bubble. Come on here. Isn't that smart? I've done that. I came up with that on my own. That's pretty good. So, so I ask God to put, that, put me in a spiritual bubble so I don't get infected by doubt, shame, blame. You see, when I'm in that spiritual double, uh, bubble that no uh, Satan can throw things at me, but he, I can't get infected by the thing that he throws at me because I'm in that spiritual bubble. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. Then he says, all praise goes to God, Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. He is the Father of compassion. Now, J Jesus says here that, uh, Paul says, excuse me, he says, God the Father is the Father of compassion. Mm -hmm. he, is, he has compassion yes. for us, yes. for you. Go ahead, please. And the God of all comfort. And I keep trying to bring it back to you. He is the God of all comfort. When the Bible keeps telling us that God is the God, of, Jesus said it first, now Paul's talking to us. He's saying that God is of all comfort, but listen to me. So that lets me know I'm going to go through something sometimes. That's right. 
It's all in there. You know, it's fun listening to pastors preaching and preachers preach about the goodness of the Lord and goody goody, but no, let's just be real. It ain't always going to be good. And there are some folks in this church can tell you some tragedies can hit you to and hit you below the belt. You see what I'm saying? And so, but he still says in the midst of all of that, he will give you some comfort. And you know it. And some of you all that's been through some tough things, you know it because you're here now. All right? He consoles us as we endure the pain and hardship of life. Now, this is, I love this. I love the way Paul is saying this. He consoles us as we endure the pain and the hardships of life. Sometimes there's going to be some hardships in life. You know, say everything can't be prosperity, people. You can't just have prosperity messages. Sometimes there's going to be some what? Pain and some hardships. That's right. You see, sometimes, sometimes that old body gives away. Uh-huh. And you, you see, yes, sometimes that old body gives away. Sometimes you get the bad news. And sometimes at different ages, people leave us. And we, I mean, that, that's pain. You see, and that's hardship. And then sometimes, even though you're in pain and hardship, you still got to move forward. Do you understand what I'm saying? You still got to move forward because it's got to be done. All right? And that is so that we may draw from his comfort and share it with others in their own struggles. I love that. So when, what we must do, we Christians, amen? We must draw from whose comfort? His we comfort. draw from God's comfort. And when we draw from God's comfort, then we're able to help others. Are you with me? I, some of you have never experienced this. I have because both parents have lost both parents. You, you're going to go through it if they're still alive if, and if you make it. See, some of these things, you're going to go through these. Read that again because I want you to get this. I never want to be a pastor that didn't prepare his people for hardships and p- tough times because life is going to have, it's just life. There's going to be some hard times, folks. There's going to be some difficult days. There's going to be some difficult days, but we win. We come out on the other end. We don't think we're going to make it, but, you, but you could, you, we're going to make it, all right? So again, he consoles us as we endure the pain and hardship of life so that we may draw from his comfort. So he wants us to draw from his, his comfort. Yes. He consoles us. Yes, he does with the pain and hardships of life, but we must draw from his comfort. That's right. Sometimes you need, the old folks, you say, I need to sit down and have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about my troubles. Sometimes we need to do that because it ain't going away. So, so sometimes trouble's like, sometimes the trouble's like a cold. You know, if you have a, the ordinary cold, everybody talks about flu and all. You know, they, there's no medication for the regular cold. I'm talking just a regular cold. And the doctor say it's got to work its way out. But sometimes you, pain, well, you can't get rid of it. You got to work your way through it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You have to work your way through it. All right. And share it with others in their own struggles. And then you become a veteran and you'll be able to share it with other people when they have their struggles. So sometimes to, sometimes to make you feel better about yourself is to comfort someone else and share to other people what you've been through in your life and help them in their struggles. That's right. All right? And in verse 5, for even as his suffering continues to flood over us, through the anointed, we experience the wealth of his comfort just the same. And we, 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 we experience it. God's comfort just the same as Christ done it, as Paul done it. He's there. The comforter, the comforter is there. He will comfort you. Yes. I'm trying to tell you what I know. All right? If we are afflicted with such trouble and pain. And we are going, this is Paul talking about. 
He says, if we are afflicted with such trouble and pain, and we are going to, there is no place you can, let me tell you, when you are never afflicted by any trouble and pain, that means you don't went to the other side. Mm-hmm. All right. Then know it is so that you might ultimately experience comfort and salvation. So we'll experience comfort and salvation. This is Paul talking about. Paul must have known something here. Paul must have experienced something here so that he would write this. He keeps talking about comfort. So there must have been something in his life that he went through that he needed to express, excuse me, express this thing about comfort and salvation to us. Here we go. If we experience comfort... It is to encourage you so that you can hold up while you endure the same sufferings we all Paul share. Paul he's saying to these church, he's talking to a church, he says, if we, meaning him, it, I could say this for me, if I've experienced comfort, then I can encourage you and help you to endure through your suffering. So sometimes we need to do that. We, we need to encourage other people. The, the best way to feel better about the troubles you've been through is to help somebody get through theirs. You understand what I'm saying? That's just the way it is. Because pain is not going away. Trouble is not going away. I'm telling you. You all have been around me a long time. I've always said this. Trouble will find you, and if it hadn't, you keep living. But if you are a prepared person in a prepared place, and you believe in the gospel, and you believe in the words of God going through your trouble, you will understand that you might have some suffering, you might have some pain, but you're going to come out on the other end. That's right. All right? And in verse 7, remember that our hope for you stands firm. Now, this is what he says. Remember that our hope for you stands firm. And this is me. If Paul's writing to the church, and I'm going to say this to Christ up a north, uh, uh, my hope for you stands firm. Unshaken. My hope is unshaken. I want yours to be, I want you to be unshaken and unshakable. When I want you to understand my faith in you, I, I trust you all. I have faith in y'all. You come to church. You read your Bible. You meditate, some of you. Some of you go to Bible. You do the things that you need to do. And so remember that our hope, and I'll say this, remember that my hope for you stands firm, unshakable and unshaken. This is what my hope is for you. Because, you know, when you love people and you care about your people and you shepherd your people, then you want them to be unshakable. You want them, when they go through trouble, and let them know that they can, they can be unshaken. They, they're going to hurt. They're going to go through some pain. But they're not going to fall apart. That's right. All right? That's because we know that as you share in our sufferings. And Paul says, he says, I love this. He says, as you share in our sufferings. Listen to this part here. So you will also share in our comfort. So you will also share in our comfort. So sometimes when I talk to you about the situations and the circumstances that I've been in my life, and some of you that I've known has been through this, look at you now. Look at you now. You're in the greatest position in your life right now because you become a veteran. You become a veteran right now. You're able to talk to other people and counsel other people and encourage other people, as Paul is doing here. But if you ain't been through nothing, you can't tell nobody nothing. You know, the old folks say, no cross, no crown. If I see you wearing a crown, then I know you, have, you bared your cross. Right. And only the word, the ones that have bared their cross in life will get, got their crown. And somebody sees you in your crown, you need to be able to counsel them and encourage them and direct them how you got the crown. Right. How you traded your cross in for a crown. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. 
All right. So then he says, my brothers and sisters, we have to tell you that when we were in Asia. Now, the- remember this. I want to excuse me. This is Paul talking. The greatest Christian ever living, they say, is Paul. Paul, this is Paul talking. I want you to get this. Paul is telling us something. You know, and we read about Paul. Paul went through some stuff, and you all need to get this right here. This is the most important part of this lesson. You need to get it. All right, here we go. The troubles we faced were nearly more than we could handle. This is Paul saying, Paul? Paul saying, wow. This is Paul talking. He said the trouble, he's talking about him and Timothy, the trouble and some of the others we faced were more than they could handle. Did he not say that? Yes. In other words, he's saying, I don't know if I can deal with this. There comes a time in your life, if you've been through something, there's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to say, I don't know if I can deal with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, you're going to say, I don't know if I can handle this. This is too much pain. This hurts too much. This is what Paul's talking about. This is Paul himself talking. The greatest, and Paul had been beaten, and he's done went through, I think we have the commentary whenever you want to read it. Paul's been through all of this stuff. Look at me, folks. But he's saying that there's a time that he himself didn't think he's going to make it. So there's nothing wrong with that moment of saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I don't know if I can deal with this. I don't know if I can handle this. All right? You're going to go through some grieving, and you're going to go through some hurt and some pain. You see? Here we go. And then he also said, the burdens we bore nearly crushed us. Come on here. You with me? He said that what the burdens that he they bore, the burdens that they had to go through, he said, it nearly crushed us. He's talking about him and the people with him. He said, this was tough. He said, this was hurting. This was hitting us so hard. It, all, it crushed us, meaning it crushed our spirit. It's like a moment when you go to something. I don't know if anybody's been there. I've been there. When something, and you've heard some news about something, it's like you couldn't breathe. That it got down into your spirit, and you're just like, I can't get my breath. You can get that on a telephone call. You see what I'm saying? You can get that. The doctor can give you some bad news. And it's like it crushed your spirit for a while. The doctor can come in the room and you see him when they got their head down. And you know there's gonna be, this, not, this is not going to be good news here. And that doctor gives you that news and he says you got cancer. And for a minute, it crushes your spirit. It's like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to f- go from here? It's somebody, I'll just use life. Can I use life? Somebody you've done everything for and you've worked for to try to make things right, and they may come in and say, I want a divorce. We can say that in church. People are scared to say things. It happens all the time. And it can crush your spirit. You've done everything you can to keep it glued together. You've done the right thing, and that person walk away from you, and it kind of crushes you, and you can't breathe. It's kind of like a, bird, a burden that just crushes you down. Mm-hmm. It can be a friend. A telephone call. A child. Paul's making it real for us here. Okay, here we go. And he says, our strength dwindled to nothing. And so your strength, I love it. This is Paul talking here. He says, our strength dwindled to nothing. It's like, sister, I ain't got nothing left. I've fought all I can fight. I don't think I can get up. I don't think I can fight another fight. I don't think I can take another round. I don't know if I can make it through this. They tell me, and I've been listening on the news, when they got these people that fought through this virus, and you know, some of those people will talk about how the tough it was for them, that they didn't think they was going to make it. Yeah. Well, see, I've heard that before this virus ever got here. Do you see? Are y'all with me? Yes. You see, but, but, but here's the key to it is, he's a veteran. Paul's a veteran. 
And so he's telling us, I feel better about it now. I feel better about it now, Sister Lynn, that sometimes when I feel like it, well, Paul felt like it. There's nothing wrong with feel like and you want to quit. There's just something wrong with quitting. You see? You, you understand what I'm saying? And I use it all the time. Last week I used, the, I think it was the 400. I think I used that last time. The race. So you've never, some of you have never ran track. But if you've ran anything more than 400 meters and up, there's going to be a time when you feel like, uh, I, I, I can't make it. You see, I can't make it. The lactic acid is all in your body, and you stiffen up. Your muscles stiffen up. You feel like you can't breathe. People are in front of you, and you got to make a decision. Emma, and, and you'll hear Coach Fields out there saying, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go now. In your head, you're saying, I ain't got anything left. I ain't got anything left. But some of those that have been encouraged, and you, they'll say, wait a minute. Coach Fields has told us to trust, trust my training. I'm going tr to trust my training. And they begin to say, I'm going to trust my training. Trust your training. Trust your training. And they keep going and they can run through the pain and the doubt. Those are the ones that are victorious. That's how it works, people. That's how it works. You see, sometimes you got to work your way through the pain. So, you understand? Everybody that's been through something has wanted to quit. You just don't quit. You see, we can take it to anything uh, uh, with the younger group in here. You can be working hard and you don't seem to be able to get the grades that you want to get the grades and you're working hard, you're doing everything that you want to do and you want to throw the books down and you don't want to go to school. I'm just tired of, tired of it. But you talk to one of the veterans and they encourage you to keep going. Am I doing all right? All right. Paul says, for a while, we weren't sure we would make it through the whole ordeal. He said, he, he didn't think he was going to make it. This is Paul talking. Mm -hmm. He said, we didn't think we was going to make it through this ordeal. That's right. All right. We thought we would have to serve out our death sentences right then and there. He said it was hurting him so much he thought he's, he's ready to die. He said, this is it. I can't go any further. Wow. This is my death sentence. Uh -huh. I can't make it any further. I've given all I've got to give. All right. As a result, we realized that we could no longer rely on ourselves. All right. We figured out one thing when we got there. We can't no longer rely on ourselves, right. our own energy, our own strength, our own understanding. The Bible says lean not to your own understanding. We come to the point sometimes where it's it. I can't go any further. I don't have the energy to go any further. I don't have the will, the desire to go on any further. That's when you rely on your own strength. All right, here we go. He realized that th they must trust solely in God. But he's at a point now where he says, remember, he must trust solely in God. Yeah, the comforter. I got to trust in the comforter right now. The comforter said he would bring back remembrance. Didn't he say that? The Bible says bring back remembrance and teach me things to come. That's what it says in the Bible. Jesus says he will come back and bring things to your remembrance and, and teach you to see things to come. So what the Holy Spirit will do, he will bring back to remembrance by his stripes I am healed. Come on here. You're low and I'll always be with you. He tells me that. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? And then he teaches me those things, and he talks to those things, and those things comfort me. And then he shows me things to come means he shows me the victory beyond my pain. Right? Right. He shows me the victory beyond my own understanding. Because when I'm hurting and I want to quit, I'm leaning to my own understanding. But the Holy Spirit comes in and shows me the victory beyond my pain, beyond my grief, beyond my own understanding. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. 
All right. We're going to do again from the message, verse 9. We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. Yes, Paul said. He said like he, this death row is all over for us. Mm -hmm. He felt like this is it. It's all over. This is Paul talking. And the reason I'm doing this is because sometimes people get all grand and this and that. Like you're supposed to be a Christian and not hurt. That's crazy. That like, you know, and we begin to, we begin to believe that lie. Brother Gogo, we begin to believe that lie. Like ain't nothing supposed to happen to us. We Christians now. Everything's going to be all right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, everything's never going to be all right. There's always going to be something to deal with. Right? You see, even if, nothing, if everything's all right with you, you got family. Amen. You got friends. Amen. You got a church family. Amen. You got this country. Amen. You see what I'm saying? All right. Then he says, as it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. And sometimes the best thing that could have happened, not all the time, say sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes the best thing that's ever happened to us, the worst thing that ever happened to us is the best thing that ever happened to us. Because it, to it tells us two things. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. And sometimes it's revealed to us that the reason we're in the situation that we are in is because we did lean to our own understanding. Huh? You understand what I'm talking about? And so, and so sometimes it's a good thing. So sometimes when you get to a little spanking, the spanking is better than the beating. That's right. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes the chastising, the chastising is better than the circumstance that you're going to pay the price for. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So you're saying instead of trusting in your own strength or wits to get out of it, we're forced to trust God totally. Sometimes God's put us in a position that we trust. There's no place else to go. I ain't got no other choice. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I have no other choice right now in this situation. I've done everything I can. It's just now it's time for me to get out of the way and, let, and trust God. Yes. Period. All right? Miraculously, God himself delivered us from the cold hands of death. So God has delivered Paul, this is Paul talking. He says God has delivered him from the cold. Now, we may not have been that far, but God has delivered many of us in here for some stuff that we didn't think that we were going to be able to deal with or handle. Hadn't he done it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We again place our hope in him alone. See, so he said we again, meaning this happened before. Mm -hmm. We again. So if he says the word again means that this ain't something new. Right. Uh -huh. You see, we again, we going to place our hope in him. And we know he will deliver us. That's where you got to look at. I've, you know, every, let me tell you, I promise y'all something. You're going to heaven. Everybody saved in here? Yes. But you're going to go through something before you get there. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I promise you something else. The Bible says, oh, but you're going to be delivered. You're going to be delivered. He's going to take that pain away. Yeah, he's going to comfort you. All right. Keep going, please. Join us in this work. Lend us a hand through prayers so that many will give thanks for the gift that comes to us when God answers the prayers. And that's what we do. And I hope that this is what we're doing for each other in here. That we're praying for each other in here. You see? We're praying for one another in here. Isn't that right? And, it, and, 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 and because some of us are praying harder than others because we've been through some stuff. Once you've been through some stuff, then you, you can pray for somebody who's going through some stuff. Right. Amen. Yeah, oh, we can do the commentary because I don't think the, they've, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Some believe that prosperity and comfort are the markers of a faithful Christian. And some believe that, prosperity and comfort. In order yeah, you hear so many sermons about prosperity and comfort. Yeah. Uh-huh. In order to believe that, you have to ignore completely the life and writings of Paul. You got to throw it. You got to must close the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he says, Paul, here in the commentary, Jesus too. Because Jesus said he'd send the comforter. If he said he's going to send the comforter, then that means we're going to need what? Comforted, so that means we're going to go through something. That's right. All right? It is only when you suffer that you can meet God as your comfort. Let me tell you, when you suffer and go through some things, that's when you meet him. Mm-hmm. That's when you get at that crossroad of whether you want to keep moving forward or quit. That's when you meet God. Mm-hmm. All right? In these letters, and often in our own lives, it is when we seem to have come to the end of ourselves that we see and experience the fullness of God in entirely new ways. And he says in his letters, he's meeting the epistles that Paul had written. He says that we've come to the end of who? Mm-hmm. Ourself. Sometimes you need to get self out of the way. Well, I'm doing it this way. I'm self done ran out. Self done ran out of gas. Huh? So now I got to go someplace else. You see, I done worried, prayed, fast, ain't nothing happening. So get out of self, self, you got to go somewhere. And then now I'm depending on God. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? This is not to say that any of us should or would seek out the kind of suffering Paul experienced. And we don't never want to deal with the kind of suffering that Paul experienced, but we're going to go through some suffering. All right? We do not long to be imprisoned, beaten, shipwrecked, or hunted by authorities. But when our dark days come, we should be ready to learn, grow. We need to, when dark days come, we need to learn from those dark days. That's right. We need to grow from those dark days. We need to learn from those dark days. We need to grow from those dark days. That's right. Become a student of life. When you become a student of life, you become a veteran. You'll be able to teach and help other people. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't put you in a classroom unless you got a degree. Huh? They don't put you in a classroom unless you went through some kind of schooling. All right? So the, some, some of us have been through the school of life. And, and, and some things has hit us. But we've grown through those things. And we've learned through those things. No matter how painful. And it was painful. And it hurt. And we grieve. But we hear. But we hear. You see? And lastly, experience the fullness of God in the midst of our troubles. And we're going to experience the what? The fullness Fullness. of God in the midst of our troubles. Quit running from the roar. Run at the roar. Experience God. You can't experience God until you quit being your own God. You see, when you're your own God, you can't experience the God. But the Bible, is we're talking, the commentary is telling us here, in our own troubles and situations, we want to experience God. Right. You see, and, and, and it's, it, it'll comfort you. When you at your last, when you quit and you just just there and you experience God and it just gives you the power to keep going on. Right. Amen. Yes, you see, when everybody's giving up on you, you've given up on you, it's a good opportunity to let God come in. And he'll give you the victory. I promise you that. Amen Amen to that. Amen to that. Yes. God is good. 1030. 
It's going to be next week. It'll be this time and 1030. The gap's too big. The families come at 1030. We try to do that so they can bring their children in. We are going to be a disciplined people. And a disciplined people are experienced and motivated by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you and, and, and direct you what you need to do. And I've told people again, and I'm saying it again, if you're not comfortable coming to church, don't, be, don't get in here. Don't, it ain't about the president. It ain't about the, the doctors. I mean, it ain't about pastors. The people blame that on pastors. You got your own mind. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you in the direction you need to go. But we, you see, we scattered out in here enough that you'll be, you'll be okay. All right. God good? Yes. All right. We want somebody's got a loud voice to pray for us that don't have to come up here. Sister Lynn's got a loud voice. She can pray back here. She started grinning. You should have never started smiling. She started smiling. I said, that's a loud voice. Let's stand. Sister Lynn's going to pray for us. Amen? Amen. Come on, give her a hand. Come on. Come on.